This is episode 145 about the power of mental fitness, top mistakes to avoid, and how you can get started building the mental skills that matter to runners. Welcome to the Strength Running Podcast. I'm your host and the head coach of Strength Running, Jason Fitzgerald. The goal of this show is to give you new ideas, new tools, and strategies for improving your running, whether that's running a new distance, breaking through a performance plateau, or working on your psychology. I'll be bringing you the leaders in the fitness industry to help you reach more of your biggest running goals from elite runners, sports psychologists, strength experts, coaches, best-selling authors, and physical therapists who can help make our running dreams become a reality. Because as I like to say, knowledge is a competitive advantage. The more you know, the better decisions you'll make about your training. If you're new to the show, we have 144 other episodes, a video channel on YouTube, or our home base, strengthrunning.com, where you can see all of our different coaching programs, detailed guides on everything from injury prevention to running for beginners to how you can master your mindset and become a more mentally tough runner. Our sponsor for this episode is our newest training program, Mindset Mastery. You can see the details at strengthrunning.com slash mindset. And this was just released on June 23rd. And through Friday, June 26th, we're offering a discounted launch price. I'm really excited about this program because it shows you exactly how to build focus, anxiety management, intensity, mental toughness, and confidence skills. Plus, You'll hear from renowned performance psychologists, get access to our training plan library and the mindset toolbox of bonus resources. You can see all the details at strengthrunning.com mindset. Now, many of you know that this year is the year of mastering our mindset. And it's curious that in a sport like running, a sport that so demands tenacity and mental toughness, runners so rarely work on our mental fitness. Just think back to your last race that didn't go so well. Did you make a deal with yourself to settle for a subpar effort? Maybe you traded your goal time for a slower time. Maybe you adjusted your goal pace because it started to feel intimidating. Maybe you promised yourself that if you can just get to the finish, no matter what the time, you'll be satisfied. Do any of those situations sound familiar to you? Now, our goal this year is to eliminate these doubts and replace them with confident, positive, and constructive thoughts that lead you to better performances. Even a small amount of sports psych training can have profound effects. I remember back the first time that I ever used any sports psychology training was the fall of 2005. I was getting ready to end my cross-country season, and I had arguably the most important race of my career looming in front of me. It was a race that was going to decide whether my college cross-country days were over or if I could extend my season by just one more race. It was the East Coast Athletic Conference Championships, and I was having a race-off with another teammate. Whoever won between the two of us got to advance to the varsity team and run at the regional championship. And I knew this was a super important race, and I also knew it was going to be very difficult because my teammate had more talent than I did. And so I ended up having the race of my life. Not only did I run a PR, not only was I just about a second away from being all conference, 
but I just was mentally engaged with the race the entire time. I never lost focus. I was mentally tough the entire time, and I just left everything out on the course. I had an amazing experience, and it was all because for the week leading up to the race, I visualized the race at least once a day. Every day, I sat down in a quiet place in my dorm room, and I envisioned exactly what I was going to do during the race. What was the clock going to say when I went through the first mile or the third mile? I envisioned where I was going to pick up the pace, where I was going to settle a little bit and try to conserve energy. I knew the course that we were running, so I modeled my visualization on the course itself, and it really did work. Now, in hindsight, my best races were when I was having fun, I loved the suffering, and I was mentally fit enough to endure that discomfort. And it's incredible that just a single week of visualization really helped my race. Now, just imagine if I had been working on my mental fitness for years, my confidence and my abilities would have been a lot higher. I might have had a few races with faster finishing times due to higher levels of self-belief and mental toughness. And I wouldn't have missed so much time due to injury because my training goals would have been much more appropriate. Much like running itself, mental fitness skills take time to develop. And every day not spent on these skills is a day wasted. Which is a shame because I think that right now, runners are starting to realize how important their mindset is for achieving their big goals. Now, I've published more than 140 different podcast episodes. I've interviewed elite track athletes, mountain runners, triathletes, ultra marathoners, and everyone in between. And it's clear that even the best in the world are actively training their brain. Now, it makes sense that even the pros are training their mindset. I think the next frontier in improving peak performance is in mastering our mindset developing those optimal thinking patterns and developing the psychological tools to mitigate adversity. Now, those psychological tools give you so many different benefits. They give you improved confidence and self-image, better emotional management during periods of high stress, like right before a major race or workout, the ability to set more realistic and challenging goals, improved focus during racing and training, more productive self-talk, Now, self-talk is the story that you tell yourself about you. You'll also have increased motivation to get the work done no matter what. And with a thorough understanding of performance psychology, and probably more importantly, the ability to apply it, you'll be able to cope with so many different types of stressors that we experience as runners and still excel. When motivation is low, you'll know how to complete your workouts despite that. When injury or illness strikes, you'll know how to get excited about your recovery and your comeback to healthy running. When it gets tough late in a race and you start to hurt, and it always does, you'll know how to push through and finish strong. But even though we're starting to understand that our mental skills play an enormous role in our success, we still make mistakes, myself included. I probably made them all. (laughs) Now, I want to go through some of these mistakes because I don't want you to make them. I want you to be more strategic with your mindset. One of the big mistakes that I see all the time is really poor goal setting. Now, goals are incredible things to have. They're your North Star. They give your training meaning and direction. Without them, you wouldn't know how to structure your training, how to progress and how to move forward, or when to periodize your running. 
but we do make consistent mistakes with goal creation. The two most common that I see are rushing the completion of a goal. Let's start with that one. Now, successful goals have many characteristics, but one of the most important is its time frame. In other words, when are you going to accomplish whatever goal you might have? Is it next week, in three months, or is it two years from now? This is where many runners fall into the trap of condensing the time needed to accomplish their goal. Often, the goal itself is possible, but the time frame is unrealistic. Now, I want to give you a little sneak peek here. A while back, a runner emailed me, and they said this. They said, quote, I started running a few weeks ago, and I'm up to nine miles per week with a four-mile long run. I'm also working on increasing the run portion I'm walking every few minutes of all my runs. I signed up for the Marine Corps Marathon this fall, and I'm interested in a custom training plan to help me finish strong. My biggest goal is to finish the marathon without any injuries. It's in 22 weeks. Do you think you can help? Wow. It's extraordinarily difficult for a beginner runner to go from nine miles per week with a four-mile long run to the successful completion of a 26.2-mile race in just 22 weeks. Rushing goal completion invites injury, heartbreak, and a higher rate of failure. Patience isn't sexy, but it is mandatory in running. Now, another big mistake that I see that's very common is setting one goal and not having tiers of goals. Because what happens if plan A fails? Well, you got to switch to plan B. And high-level coaches and sports psychologists all encourage their athletes to set tiers of goals. Because having only one goal often sets you up for disappointment. That's because success is not a binary phenomenon. It's a spectrum. If you prefer a school analogy, you might not have scored a perfect 100 on the test, but a 95 is still an A. Despite not reaching the ultimate goal, this person is still wildly successful. That's because a failure is not always a failure. It's often a lesser success that should still be celebrated. Now let's use an example here. Let's say your goal is a sub four hour marathon and you have a PR of 410. You might have a tier one goal of running a sub four marathon. Maybe your tier two goal is running a sub 405 marathon. Your tier three goal can be any personal best. As long as you run faster than your 410 PR, you'll be happy. And finally, a tier four goal is just to finish healthy. If it's really hot outside, you don't fuel appropriately, maybe your first 5K is wildly too fast, maybe tier four is the way to go. And if you always think in tiers and levels of success, you'll be far more successful. Remember, it's a spectrum, not a binary outcome. Now, another big mistake is what I call mental toughness detraining. And most of us are familiar with what happens when we stop running, we lose fitness. This process is called detraining, and it's part of the whole stress adaptation cycle. But a fitness decline isn't the only thing that happens when you stop running, or you start training substantially less. Your mental toughness also starts to decrease too. Just like you can become physically detrained when you stop running, you can also become mentally detrained. That's because mental toughness is a learned skill that becomes easier to apply and use the more you practice. Mental toughness demands regular exposure to stress, adversity, and other obstacles. Without stress, you'll never flex that mental toughness muscle, and it will atrophy. 
After all, if mental toughness is reacting positively to adversity, and you never experience adversity, how can you expect to become mentally tough? Now instead, it's critical to regularly expose yourself to stress with mental toughness training. In our training plan, we should have regular long runs, consistent workouts, progressive mileage, and regular racing. These aspects of training are the most difficult parts of running. While it'd be easy to run at a relaxed effort for low mileage, that won't improve your mental toughness. We need the difficult workouts and the races to build this valuable mental skill. Now, finally, a big mistake that I see a lot of runners use in their running, and this is very common, partly because I think we're all type A runners here, we try too hard. Too often, we rely on luck or chance to improve. And this mental mistake often surrounds our racing. You know, maybe we're feeling debilitating pre-race anxiety, or we're losing focus and we're downgrading our goal during the race. In other words, we're settling for a subpar performance. Or maybe we have a fear of pushing too hard. So what do we do? Most of the time, our reaction is to try harder next time. We use willpower. We say things like, I'm not going to give up with a mile to go like I did last time. Or if you get hurt, you might say, this time I'm actually going to stick with my rehabilitation. But these aren't goals. These are wishes. Without a plan, we're putting our faith in the chance that we stay consistent or the chance that we don't give up. And relying on willpower, I think, is a fool's errand. Willpower won't make you a better runner. It's fleeting. It's unreliable. Instead, we must develop strategies for the very problems that we plan on experiencing. We must plan ahead, recognizing that adversity is part of running and that willpower will never be a reliable source of motivation. This strategy impacts how you set goals, how you think about workouts, and how effective you are at racing. If you always tell yourself that you'll try harder, that next time will be different, and if you know what to do, but you just don't follow through, then you're a prime candidate to start training your mind. And so while I want you to avoid these mistakes, I also want to give you a few concrete ideas that will help you to get started. First, let's recognize that your mental skills flow from your physical skills. These skills are constantly intertwined. While there are some mental skills that can be developed away from running, such as visualizing an upcoming race or workout, many are learned from a thorough, progressive training plan that gives you opportunities to push yourself safely and appropriately. You'll see this for yourself as your workouts progress over time. They'll get more and more challenging, but also give you more confidence as you push through new mental hurdles to complete them. Progressively more challenging workouts will train your mind and body and help boost your mental toughness on race day. That's because mental toughness is a learned skill through experience. You don't learn it from a textbook. You must step out of your comfort zone and challenge your preconceived notions of what you're capable of achieving. So if you're not already following a great training plan, now is the time to start. If you're winging it, doing something silly like the Maffetone method, or following an extremely basic plan you downloaded online, you're likely not challenging yourself enough. And if you're not challenging your body, then you're not challenging your mind. Finally, I want you to start loving failure. 
I want you to embrace failure, to seek it out, and to study your failures like a scientist. Because if you're pushing yourself, you will fail. But these failures are short-term and practically negligible. A short-term failure might mean having to walk during a long run or not hitting the pace you were hoping for during a certain workout or a tempo run. But these aren't failures. They're better appreciated as learning experiences. Mindset training helps you learn how to turn these minor setbacks into longer-term successes. If you don't have a coach, a course like Mindset Mastery, our sponsor today, can be a huge asset to help you look at your failure objectively. It will prompt you to ask the tough questions and provide perspective that maybe you didn't consider. Questions like, what needs to happen to produce a different outcome? Were outside factors negatively affecting your performance? Things like weather, training, context. You know, maybe you just ran a long run two days before this workout. Maybe your workout was poor because of the weather, or maybe the high mileage week that you currently find yourself in. Maybe you're up at altitude, or you're dealing with a lot of stress right now. Many outside factors will affect your performance. Do you succeed at part of the workout? And we can consider this a partial success. Over time, setbacks will always help you learn as long as you find a way to use them constructively. Actively working on your mental skills allows you to grow into a more robust runner. Training or race setbacks are always difficult, but they can be reframed and used to propel your progress. Other mental skills like anxiety management, intensity, and focus benefit runners in so many different ways. Workouts become something that you look forward to rather than something that you might fail at. You'll be much more focused during long runs and they'll no longer be the beast that you thought they were. Failed runs can happen, but now you'll just pick up where you left off and move on. And you'll no longer worry about falling apart in a race because you trust your training and you have built the confidence that you need from the workouts and the training you've done. I'll sum up by quoting one of my athletes, Adam, a runner that I helped overcome his lack of confidence. He told me, quote, I used to struggle with focus during long runs. The way you built the confidence in me is remarkable. Now a long run to me is just another run and I tackle it with confidence. Believe in your training. It is going to hurt no matter how much you train, but the hurt becomes a learned experience and the success of completing a tough workout will translate into the high of a great finish. As you take the next step with your running, I hope you seriously consider being more deliberate with mindset training. Mastering our mindset means successfully grinding out the end of longer races, like the last 10K of a marathon, easily pulling yourself out of any slump and never worrying about motivation, being happy for other runners' accomplishments rather than falling into the comparison trap and having the ability to visualize your success so you can press on through any type of adversity you might experience. This enlightened state is the dream goal, unlimited mental toughness, confidence, and focus on our biggest goals. And finally, our sponsor for today is Mindset Mastery, our newest course designed to help you build exactly these mental skills. For over a year, I've been working behind the scenes here at Strength Running to create a powerful way to become more mentally tough, more confident and focused. I bought a bunch of other courses, I read a slew of psychology books, and I spoke to some of the brightest minds in the arena of sports psychology. 
And earlier this year, you guys might remember this, I worked with a small group of runners in our private Mindset Mastery coaching program. Now, admittedly, this program was not cheap. It cost $595. But today, I'm excited to bring you the same coaching lessons, the same experts and resources, plus even more training plans, interviews, and bonus material at a fraction of that price. Mindset Mastery shows you how to think about running to be more successful and reach your loftiest goals. We're focusing on five critical mental skills. Focus for the immediate, short-term, and long-term. Intensity so you can be at the right level no matter what effort you need. Anxiety management skills to prevent debilitating stress. Mental toughness to never give up no matter how hard running gets confidence in your abilities, and to always chase your biggest goals. But we can't build these skills by studying. We need to expose ourselves to the stress of running to hardwire these skills into our brain. That's why every level of mindset mastery comes with our complete training plan library, so you always know that you're training effectively. More specifically, the program includes six core video presentations highlighting a particular mental skill, why it's valuable, when you need it, and how to apply it in a variety of scenarios. Mental exercises to complete in each module that will reinforce each skill, help you get clarity on your own goals, and identify your strengths and weaknesses. There's the full Mindset Mastery Training Plan Library with 12 training plans for the 5K, 10K, Half Marathon, and Marathon. Now, I also have gotten a couple emails from folks who are into ultra marathons, so you want it, you're going to get it. I'm going to be adding ultra marathon plans to Mindset Mastery very soon. It also includes six expert interviews with world-renowned performance psychology experts, recordings of the three live office hour webinars about the program with extensive Q&A, plus you can download an edited version of each Q&A call to listen to anytime. And then there's the Mindset Toolbox, featuring all kinds of bonus videos and other content about visualization, breathing exercises, my own pre-race pep talks, and a lot more. Becoming mentally fit doesn't happen overnight, so you have unlimited lifetime access to the program as soon as you register. Go to strengthrunning.com mindset to see all the details, and keep in mind that this program is not designed for advanced runners. I encourage any runner who loves running and has a desire to improve their mindset to join Mindset Mastery today. Just remember that our discounted launch pricing will be in effect through Friday, June 26th, so don't wait. Go to strengthrunning.com mindset to get started. Thank you for listening and sharing this podcast. I so appreciate you, and I can't wait to bring you another 145 episodes. Until next time, 